You're listening to a message from Every Nation Canberra. In this message, Pastor Joe Sunit uses the story of Jesus and the woman at the well to illustrate how we absolutely need Jesus in our lives. Good morning, everyone. My name is Joe. I'm one of your leaders here. We are Every Nation. We exist to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. We see a lot of new faces today. If you're sitting beside someone who's new, why don't you just grab his hand, say hello, good morning. I'm glad that you're here today. And to all those who are here for the first time, welcome to church. We started our series three weeks ago with Jesus Encounters. And we had Alex uh, preaching about Jesus and the leper, the touch of God. Last week, we had Pastor Larry Matsuwaki from Every Nation Singapore to uh, preach and encourage us to win life's battles. It was a very powerful preaching. If you were not able to hear it, well, you can go to Spotify and just type EN Canberra. As you can see from the screen, we have lists of podcasts that we have preached here, and you can listen to them at your convenience. Season 2, episode 29, that's Pastor Larry Matsuwaki's preaching last week. We are continuing our series today with Jesus and the Samaritan woman. Well, this is a glass of water. If I drink it, because I'm a bit thirsty, if I drink it and finish it in a few hours from now, I'll be thirsty again, right? Why? Because water escapes our bodies in different ways. And we need to replenish that lost water so that we can survive, right? In order for us to live. Hold your arm. It looks pretty solid, right? But did you know that 70% of your body weight is water? If you lose 1% of that water, you'll start to feel thirsty. If you lose 5 to about 10% of that water, you will start to have physical and mental deterioration. If you lose more than 15% of that water, you risk death. See, water is essential for life. To sustain us as humans, we need water. Because of dehydration, people die. In just a matter of three days, if you don't drink water, you will, you're most likely to die. No people or no person can live for more than about five to six days without water. Water is essential for our human existence. Water is life. Did you know that there is a story in the Bible that is recorded in just one of the books, the book of John, where the giver of life was asking for a drink of water? It started with the conversation of Jesus with the Samaritan woman at the well when he was resting in the heat of the noontime sun. And we read it in John chapter 4, verse 7. It says, A woman from Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. Remember, Jesus was with God in the beginning of creation. If there is a single drop of water that can be found anywhere on earth, it is because He commanded it so. Yet here He is asking, for a drink of water. What is the significance of this story and how is it relevant to our lives right now? Almost the entire chapter, fourth chapter of John, is dedicated to the story of the Samaritan woman. Whether you have heard the story before 
or you haven't heard it yet, my prayer is that this story will touch and transform and deepen your understanding on who Jesus really is. The first four verses of this chapter gives us an overview on why Jesus left Judea to Galilee. The Pharisees were getting envious of Jesus because he was baptizing more disciples and gaining more disciples than John. So he had to leave from Judea to Galilee. And if you can see from this map, while passing through Samaria might be the shortest route to Galilee, a lot of Jews do not pass this route. They would go the longer route through the Jordan River or through the Mediterranean Sea. Jesus, however, passed through Samaria, not because he was in a hurry to get to Galilee or not because he had other options. As we read from John chapter 4, verse 4, it says, now he had to go through Samaria. Listen to this. He had to go to Samaria. Jesus had to go through Samaria, not because of any other reason, not because it was a shorter route, but because he had a mission. What was the mission of Jesus? To take a life that was drifting apart and give direction to that life. This is why when the disciples came back, you saw them coming back. They've got food for Jesus. And Jesus said, I don't want to eat. In verse 34, he says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Think about it. Jesus and his disciples were probably walking hours already under the blistering heat of the sun. And his disciples went out to buy food. Then when he had a chance to rest because of the heat, he sat by the well of Jacob. And there he met this Samaritan woman. He has to engage in a deep conversation with a woman that most people would avoid. John records these words. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Two things are significant. First, she was Samaritan. Second, she was a woman. And third, as we read later on, she had five husbands. And the man she's living in with right now is not her husband. She's living in sin. But here's the creator of the universe reaching out to her, saying, give me a drink of water. Jesus broke, number one, the racial barrier. Jews and Samaritans didn't want to have anything to do with each other. They've had bitter rivalries in the past. And for a Jew, there wasn't much worse than a Samaritan. Jesus broke the gender barrier. Jewish men are not supposed to talk to women in public. Jesus broke the social barrier. This woman was an outcast. She lived a very colorful life. People avoided her because she lived an adulterous life. She was a bit suspicious when Jesus approached her, and she said, How is it that you, a Jew, would ask a Samaritan woman for a drink? The reason this conversation really struck my heart is the fact that we are separated from our loving Father. The separation is so vast, it is so wide that it's hard to comprehend. And because of our sinfulness, there is nothing that we can do for us to cross that gap. Jesus 
loves us so much. He broke all the barriers so that we can be reconciled to God, so that He can be a bridge to restore our relationship with the Father. The creator of the whole heaven and earth stooped down and said, please give me a drink of water. Not because He needs it, but because He wants us to realize that we have a deep longing, a deep thirst in our souls that nothing in this world can ever satisfy. Jesus said, if you knew the gift of God, and who is it that says to you, give me to drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. I want you to note this. Jesus spoke of a gift. And he was telling this woman that the gift is the person who is speaking to her. This is such a powerful message packed into this seemingly ordinary statement. It was, in fact, a gospel in miniature. Why? The gift is not a what, but a who. Jesus is the gift. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And there is nothing that we can do to reach to the Father except through Jesus. It is by the grace of God that we are saved through our faith in Jesus Christ. The offer of salvation, Jesus was telling this woman, is available only through me. The offer of salvation is only through Jesus. In verse 13, Jesus replied to the woman, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I will give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I will give them will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The spring of water welling up to eternal life is the promise of salvation. This is the promise of life. Not just to the Samaritan woman, but to all of us who are dead to our sins. Life without Jesus is nothing but empty hope. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. In Jesus... We have hope. When you experience a real encounter with Jesus, I tell you, your life will never, ever, ever be the same again. Verse 28 to 29 says, The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? There's so much packed into this story that we can create an entire series out of it. But today, I just want you to focus on one thing. Just like how the video ended, I want to ask you, did you notice what she left behind? She left her water jar. Suddenly, the very reason why she went there in the first place didn't matter anymore. Her shameful life where people despised her, was not important anymore. You see, people looked down on that woman. They gossiped about her. Have you heard this woman is living in with another man? I heard it's the sixth, and she's not married to this man. Oh, I heard she sleeps with everyone. Shh, here she comes. People were talking about it. Women would come to the well either in the morning or late or early in the evening to avoid the heat, right? But this woman came in the middle of the day. 
Why? Because she wanted to avoid the people who make her feel that her life is worthless, that she's nothing, that her life is a waste, that she's a loser, that she was insignificant. But on that fateful afternoon, the insignificance of her life was overshadowed by the significance of the moment he met the man who said, drink this water and you will never be thirsty again. Jesus gives living water that becomes a spring, according to the word, that wells up to eternal life. I don't know what you're going through. Maybe you feel insignificant, or maybe you feel you're worthless. You're going through some motions in your life. I want to tell you right now that the significance of Jesus will overshadow the insignificance of your life. No matter how small, how unloved, or how insignificant or worthless you feel, the love of Jesus will overshadow that. When Jesus said, go call your husband and then come back, he was not seeking perfection. He was seeking honesty. I just want to encourage you today. You cannot hide anything from God. He knows your deepest and darkest secrets. He knows the sins you've committed in the past. He knows the sin that you are doing and committing right now. He knows sometimes you feel you're worthless, you're insignificant. Sometimes you feel like you're sad and lonely and you just can't explain it. Sometimes you're depressed. Sometimes you feel like everything in your body is just breaking apart. You're sick and there's nothing you can do about it. Sometimes you feel you're hopeless. He knows that you've been carrying that water jug, seeking for the water that will quench your thirst, the thirst of your soul. You know, in many instances in the Bible, it is people who say, you are the Messiah. In this particular instance, it was Jesus who revealed his true identity to the Samaritan woman. Jesus revealed who, him, who he is to the lowliest of lows, the Samaritan woman who was living in adultery. The significance of this moment for you and for me is this. Jesus is here. And Jesus has come for you. He is willing to break all barriers and all the rules made by men to reach out to you and ask you, give me water. You see, when he asked the woman for water, and he said, go, call your husband, and then come back, Jesus knew what her life was like before. Jesus wanted her to be honest with what's in her heart. Jesus cares for you. And no matter how dark your past was or how sinful your life is right now, Jesus loves you anyway. There is nothing that you can do that can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. You know, we all have this jar that we carry every day. We try to fill it with things, with accomplishments. We try to fill it with our career, with our ambitions, with our aspirations, with people who we think and feel will make us happy. And it's a burden that we carry every day. But at the end of the day, there's still this void, this longing in our heart that cannot be satisfied or quenched by any of these things the world has to offer. 
Why? Because there is a thirst in our soul that only Jesus can satisfy. Today, Jesus is saying, give me a drink. But he's not interested with what's in your jar. He knows what you put in there. He knows that you're, you've burdened your life because of the things that you carry in there. He's not interested with what you have put in there. He's interested with what's in your heart. He wants you to be honest for what it is that you really thirst for. When Jesus becomes real in your life, remember this. That jar and everything in it, money, fame, bank accounts, new houses, new cars, they wouldn't matter anymore. I hope that you are not too busy filling your jar with things, with aspirations. I'm not saying stop dreaming. Sometimes we're so busy filling that jar that we become deaf to the call of Jesus in our lives, that we become blind to see that He's reaching out to us. Why? Because we're so busy trying to put things there. I need to, you know, be promoted in my career. I need to make more money. You know, I want to retire early and enjoy life. So many things, not saying they're bad, but the moment they take your focus off Jesus, then they become your idols. We all worship. The only thing is what we worship. We worship Jesus. The person who doesn't know Jesus also worship. Well, he or she worships probably his career or his business or his relationship. Today, my prayer is that the Holy Spirit of God will stir in your hearts the desire to hear and see Jesus reaching out for you and challenge all the arguments in your mind about who he is. I want you to be honest with your answer. And I'll give you a moment to think about it. Who is Jesus in your life? I want you to pause for a moment and ask yourself, who is Jesus in my life? If He is real, then where He is matters. Is He here in your heart? Or is He just a God in your mind? Where is Jesus in your life? And the question I want to leave all of you before we end this is this. Is your relationship with Jesus like a dry desert? Be honest. Or is your relationship with Christ a life-giving stream? Jesus is inviting all of us today. If you are thirsty, come to me and drink. Have faith in me and you will have life-giving water flowing from deep inside you. Let's all stand and continue to worship our God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you everything. We surrender everything at your altar. Lord, thank you for reminding us 
that we've been carrying our jars for the wrong reasons. We've been trying to fill it with things, with people, with what the world has to offer, thinking that we will never be thirsty again. Lord, may we heed your call that you offer us living water and we will never be thirsty again. Lord, please forgive us for prioritizing other things above you. From now on, Lord Jesus, we will put you at the center of everything that we do. But our lives will revolve around you. Thank you for reminding us about the story of the Samaritan woman. That no matter how low we are, no matter how unloved we feel, no matter how helpless and hopeless our situation is, that you are there breaking all barriers to reach out to us and say, I love you and I care for you. Lord, thank you for who you are in our lives. And may we live it glorifying you, the Father and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for this word. We give you the honor, the praise, and the glory that you deserve forever and ever. Amen and amen. Thank you, church. We'll see you again next week. God bless you all. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at iancanbra.org. Like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash everynationcanbra.org.